At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This very special bonus episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore is brought to you by our generous listener supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you appreciate what we do and would like to join them, go to dollamore.com slash PayPal or dollamore.com slash Patreon. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Welcome to the show, this very special bonus episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined today by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly of Brittany Page. We had a lot of questions from listeners about our bonus episode with Austin Fowdy. Yes. Wondering how things went. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't think about how we kind of left it hanging. We don't like to leave things hanging. But we just dangling out there. But we did. We we for sure did. And so we 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 reached out to Austin and we said, "Hey, we need to have you back on to kind of talk about what happened with this whole Boise Weekly thing. Where did it go?" Yeah. So Austin was on the show on episode six hundred forty. So if you haven't listened to that and you're listening to this, you may want to go back to that one and listen to that one before you listen to this one. That is right. This mm-hmm. isn't like a, a Marvel movie where you can just <laughs> watch the last one and you don't need to watch any of the others. To we understand. are going to get so much hate mail for that. That is quite all right. Mm-hmm. Quite all right. So anyway, here's the follow up to episode 640 we did with Austin Fowdy of Boise, Idaho. And... Uh, I would encourage you, if you do have any questions for Austin, to reach out to him on Twitter, reach out to him on Instagram, and uh, and, and support him. So a few episodes ago, we had a bonus episode. We had, we had a guest on who ended up being a bonus episode. I believe it was uh, episode 460. Hmm. Is that right? 460. That sounds... 640. 640. That God, sounds more... Goddamn. Correct? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, it was a, a gentleman from Boise named Austin Fowdy who recounted a tale of his dealings with... I know, it sounds like a fucking <laughs> fairy tale. Recounted a tale. He recounted a, a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, his dealings with the Boise Weekly, which is an independent newspaper, yeah. that posted an article, and in the article they used the phrase, gray area racism. And then subsequently tried to duck and dodge and weave any attempt by activists such as Austin to to explain what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, there was a protest. There's been kind of a movement that's that's grown up around this, organized by Mr. Austin Fowdy. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
we have him back on. So I want to we want to talk about it as a follow up because I think a lot of people have been asking him, hey, yeah. what happened? What happened? People who don't live in Boise. So without further ado, Mr. Austin Fowdy, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Now tell us what happened. Uh, regale us of your tale, <laughs> fine sir. <laughs> gather round, gather round. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically since the the release of, of that singular bonus episode, uh, the, the amount of support that, that garnered was tremendous. Um, I, I've had people following me from all over the country um, you know, I, I, I truly do attribute that to the release of that episode. Um, and people just really came out of the woodworks to, in support, people called, um, and emailed and, and got on board with this, with this full movement. And I, I, I found myself at the, the helm, uh, of this, of this protest of this leadership, um, you know, in, in a leadership role and, people really stepped up and showed up and, and, and helped. So essentially we, the, the whole thing started on Instagram um, and we basically attacked, I don't like using the word attacked, but showed them a presence on their, their social media platforms, um, basically you, through commenting. You focused your energies on. On Boise Weekly's social media. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I, I like that phrasing better. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and really kind of got them in a corner. Um, I, I don't think they really knew how to react to us. Um, it just, it seemed like they were caught off guard. Mm -hmm. well, well, it's the well, Boise Weekly. Yeah. Well, what, what exactly, what exactly, <laughs> listen, I, I, I know you want to be, that, that, that you've somewhat mended fences. Mm -hmm. I know that, but I, and I, and I know your tendency because I know you. Is yeah. you, you want to be kind and you want to be charitable and you want to be generous relative to their position. But let me, so let me ask a couple of questions and you can ju just yeah. answer them. Yeah. Their silence. Mm. Do you believe that it was just to give them some time to recover and figure out what they're going to do? Or do you think that it was going to be indefinite silence? And then they realized, ah, fuck, we can't ignore this. Yeah. We're not going to be able to do this forever because Austin is tenacious and his 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 supporters who are also focusing their energies upon us mm -hmm. uh they're also not going to let this go. Right. Which one of those things is it do you think? I truly believe it was the 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 latter. Um I, I think that it would have been indefinite based on their behavior. They they had begun censoring their social media posts, um del deleting and blocking uh it, individuals who are commenting in disapproval of their of their mm. words and their behaviors um, which isn't something that you would expect from a media from a journalistic outlet like right. for instance the new york times isn't going to be blocking people on their instagram mm -hmm. the, washington, I hope not. The, right. the washington post likely wouldn't do that i mean maybe jeff bezos if he got the if he had the ability to, <laughs> to wield the ban hammer he might mm -hmm. he'd be blocking the fuck out of us mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but it, th that just doesn't seem, and I'm being super nice because obviously the answer is no fucking way they should be banning and blocking people who aren't being abusive. They're just asking questions. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. So when, when I when I noticed that they were they were doing that, I, I essentially asked everybody to comment more, you know, engage with them more, so that they they can't ignore this. You know, they can't just sweep it under the rug. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, for a few days, their their social media platforms were pretty eviscerated by our presence and our our words. So. So was it also the censorship that prompted you to organize the actual protest where you showed up in person at the office of Boise Weekly? Um, and can you take us through that process a little bit? Yeah, so in in part, I think that that definitely spurred my my motivation to engage in that and, and to get something going because th this whole thing was so rapid fire. It, it occurred over, I mean, it was less than two weeks, essentially. Um, but getting from the initial Instagram post to the protest was an interesting route. I, I had that in mind, um, probably after the first couple of days, but I didn't think it was going to come to fruition. Um, so essentially after, after we got the, the censorship started taking place, people got angry and I, I figured we, we need to channel this into a, a positive um, you know, focus, and that, that aligns with, with our initial goal. And our, our initial goal was to get them to, or my initial goal was to get them to issue a correction and, uh, you know, uh, of, of the term gray area racism. And that's exactly what we did. We, we, it wasn't a, a violent protest. I, I basically made an event on Facebook um, and in, invited everybody I could to it. And, you know, you two really helped share that and get that going as well because it, we had essentially almost 300 people RSVP'd as either, either interested or going to this. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah, I, I think that they were they were pretty scared. We had them on their heels with, with the tremendous amount of support and they uh, the day before they issued a the day before the protest they issued a kind of a half-assed correction, half-assed apology and after upon reading that i was like okay well we're still going forward with the protest with our demonstration i'm not, I'm not going to be well let me also let me cut in here yeah didn't they also along with their 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 half-assed and i do believe it was tepid at best their explanation it wasn't really an apology it was kind of an explanation of what what took place along with it on their social media they said there's been a lot of internet chatter there's yeah. been a lot of internet <laughs> chatter about us and our shitty use of this dumb word. They, yeah. they kind of discounted the entire concern with that with that phrasing that there was chatter. A lot of chatter, chatter out there. Like you're out in the outfield. Hey, bada bada bada. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, it was it was loud. It was it was uproarious. And they again their their language use was pretty dismissive of what was going on so and so anyway so so they you, back to you i interrupted you so you you, you did the march which by the way i think was beautifully organized by you i was super impressed watching the progress of it as you organized going to each different tv media outlet in the in the the city to alert them that this thing was taking place you yeah. organized uh, at uh, the the african american history museum i think in in boise at the at a statue of Abraham Lincoln, you marched from there to the office. 
yeah. with, with a, a bunch of people. It just you organized it like you're like you're a seasoned fucking operator, man. It was fantastic. You did such a great job. Seriously, I was yeah. I was telling Brittany like, Absolutely. God damn, where where did he get these chops? Because it's I wouldn't have known to do those different des- disparate elements. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would have needed someone who who has done this kind of thing before. Yeah, for you sure. Just, you did it so well. I, I appreciate that. I, it, like you said, it, this was new to me. This is my first engagement. I think I met, mentioned that on the uh, the bonus episode. This is my first engagement in, you know, any any form of activism work. And I, I truly, I got to the point where, because they were being so shady in their behavior, Boise Weekly, um, I wanted to to do this completely transparently. Everything was on the table. I. I tagged them. I I let them know every step of the way. Here's where we're at. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, when, when I when I went to our local uh, like news sources here, I I tagged them in in the Instagram posts and, and and Facebook posts and said, hey, I'm letting you know. I'm letting KTVB know about the situation. I'm letting you know so and so know. Still, so they weren't blindsided, so they they could they. Ha- in all fairness, could react accordingly. KTVB, um, KTVB for those in the the rest of the country who don't know the local be- media market <laughs> in, in Boise is the NBC affiliate mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I, I just so where are we now? They, they issued a correction, and then I think they tweaked the correction. Yeah, so they issued the initial correction before the before the protest. We we had we held our demonstration. We had our march um, to their offices, which. I, I believe at, at its peak, we probably had about 55 people actually show up Nice um, between between 50 and 60 people. Also in the middle of the week on a work day during the work hours. I mean, really, 55 people is is a, a great amount of people. I mean, you, you should be very happy with the turnout. Oh, I absolutely am. I, I think it was it was tremendous for one o'clock on a Tuesday, you know, but I wanted to catch them after lunch the day that they were the day before they go to print yeah mm. so it was very strategic it you know timing sucked in that regard but it, it was strategic but their their initial apology didn't cut it their half-assed apology and then the the next day they they issued and printed a more appropriate formal apology and correction and i you know for our effects i i, I think for our purposes i i think that that sufficed Good. It, it's not. It wasn't exactly the language that I would have chosen myself, but again, I I didn't write the damn thing. So yeah. Well, I I also like how you placed a, a heavy emphasis on people engaging with this protest in a way that did not require violence. Did not. I it, there there was a heavy push to be respectful, to not do yeah. anything that would provoke or give them an opportunity to just dismiss yeah. the movement but against many you. Many right? times, Austin, you said, don't fucking show up on drugs or on booze. Right. Don't fucking show up. If you're going to be yelling insults and being uh, violent or disruptive or, or any of that, just don't fucking do it because you're going to, like Brittany just said, discredit right. what right. we're trying to do here. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it needed to be a, a peaceful demonstration. We just wanted to show that, you know, people color and our allies are here yeah and that gray area racism isn't a thing yeah, yeah. so we, we we did that the, the it was it was wonderfully quiet it was it, 
that it was out of a place of love. It was a little disheartening to walk up to the to Boise Weekly's offices and see that they had locked the doors and hired a security guard. Mm. Well, um, I think I, 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 I think that's I mean, I don't it may be disappointing, but I don't think that it's uh, a bad mark on them. And I'm not happy with them. Listen, I fucking reached out via email to Harrison Barry, Harrison yeah, Barry, yeah. Harrison Barry, their editor. And he didn't even give me as much of a as a hey, fuck you. He didn't email me back at <laughs> all. I, I offered for him to come on the show and explain, give him a national platform rather than just his little tiny paper in Boise, Idaho. And he did nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, yeah. I think that what I'm curious to hear from you, Austin, is what what kind of lessons you learned or what you what advice you might want to give for other people that are interested in maybe sometime in the future doing some sort of activism like this what what did you learn from this experience what did you take away that you are going to use in your next experience yeah yeah and there surely will be a next one because cutting my teeth on this this project was and you live in Boise, Idaho. And I live in Boise, so there's going to be <laughs> you'll have all kinds of opportunities. Probably, t- probably tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm sure that something else is going to happen. Um, ultimately, there there are really two takeaways that that I took from this. Um, the first being that if you engage in in any sort of activity in, of this nature, it's you can't go from zero to a hundred immediately. You can't go from being pissed off and then throwing Molotov cocktails through businesses' windows. That's just, that doesn't yield results and you're just going to look like an asshole. Um, so it's, it's incrementalism. You know, I started with an Instagram post yeah, and then pondered my next step, you know, which was start bombarding them, you know, bombarding their social media and, you know, just contemplating my next step and, and trying to say one step ahead constantly because, you know, after the protest, I had my, my next step planned. You know, we were, we were about to start, you know, sitting down with their advertisers and attacking them where, they're, where it hurts the most, yeah. their wallet. And uh, so ha- having that kind of planned out, it doesn't need to be, you know, a concrete plan. But, you know, it's like quitting a job. Don't quit a job without having either the, the backup or you know, another thing lined up, you know, you just, you have to keep going, but it can't be extremism. You know, their, their offices were vandalized the day after our demonstration by a, a, a group of anti-vaxxers. Unrelated to your, your, your deal. Yeah. Unrelated unre- completely. And I, I was just extremely disappointed, you know, regardless of how I feel about their movement, there's a more effective way to get their point across. Yeah, like vaccinate your fucking kids. How about that? <laughs> but listen, I, I do. I want to commend you, man. You you, you did a fantastic job. You were mm. you were mature and forward looking, and I don't mean that in the condescending like, oh, you acted like an adult. Because in this fast food immediate results culture that we live in, it yeah. uh, people get caught up in for sure dismissing incrementalism. That mm-hmm. that's how shit fucking gets done. That's how the yeah. entire civil rights movement was was accomplished. It, it, that's how they accomplished everything they did accomplish was through incrementalism because you're not going to yeah. win the war in one fell swoop. Agreed. Absolutely. I, I, I think that that was, that's the largest thing to take away from this. Um, you know, it, it, it was exhausting though. I mean, I was working on this 17 to 21 hours a day relentlessly. I couldn't sleep during this whole process and, and heading this, this whole movement myself. It, I, I needed to see results, and the only way to do that was to, to 
take it into my own hands. Um, fortunately, this all happened during finals week uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, know, had so- pl- you had plenty of time and, mm-hmm. and, and, and extra uh, cognitive. You didn't have a, of a heavy cognitive load yeah. to distract right, no. you. Yeah, it's great, man. Good, good. Yeah, yeah not, not at all. Just 19 credits and you know, organizing a demonstration. <laughs> and we're, all, we're all good. Uh, <laughs> you're a goddamn monster. Well, you survived, but- and that's awesome. I did. My lowest grade was a B plus this semester, oh, so I'm very thankful nice. for that. Very nice. Um, so the the second, I mean, I think this is almost as equal. The second takeaway that I have from this whole thing is anybody can do this. You know, the the, the very phone that you sit on the toilet with and play Candy Crush. Hey, what? Hey, do we have a camera set up <laughs> or something? What in a tag? Um. You know that is an instrument for for change. That that is an instrument. It's a it's a tool. If it's used correctly, it can be a tool for significant change. And if if one guy sitting with his laptop and his his you know cell phone in his basement office in Boise, Idaho, can make a new, a whole news organization you know shit their pants, he's essentially. Imagine what we can all do if we use that technology for yeah. actual change. Imagine what the chatter was like inside the Boisley Weekly that uh, that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. See, see what so, I did there? I used their their word. I, I did. They're, they're, they're buzzword <laughs> against them. Yeah. We apologize for um, not giving you enough credit for that. I need credit. For <laughs> we the should have highlighted it. Just uproarious laughter is what you needed to hear there. I could put in a laugh track. I could <laughs> Please listen. do not. Do I that. could put that in post. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, I would love that for sure. Um, little Seinfeld bong, 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 bong. <laughs> Well, good, man. Listen, I'm uh, super happy that it worked out that, that they capitulated, whether it be uh, because of the threats of advertiser boycotts or just based on uh, their coming around because they are supposed to be the progressive bo- voice in the treasure Valley. Now, listen to me talking like a, yeah. like a Boisean <laughs> in the Treasure Valley, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it, it, it is, it's just disheartening that, uh, that, you're, that, that we're kind of left like, hmm, why did they do the right thing ultimately? And, yeah, uh, and that's, that's, that's the unfortunate part, you know, and it, it is because they, they, you know, espoused to be the alternate news source here that I do hold them to such a high standard. Yeah. And I'm, I am going to hold them accountable, but... It does kind of leave a, a funny taste in your mouth, wondering what their motivation was ultimately. Yeah, for sure. Well, good, man. Thanks for coming on and explaining it. I'm sure everybody uh, is is pleased to to found out the results. Yes. If you want to follow the the heralded conveyor of justice, well, I'm just making up shit as I go along, Austin <laughs> Foudy, you can follow him on Instagram. It is... The worst Instagram handle because of all the fucking underscores in the world. Wow. Underscore mocha underscore thunder underscore. Is that right, Austin? I feel attacked. (laughs) You should. You should. And then on Twitter, I think you're just Austin Foudy. Or Foudy Austin. Which is it? It's it's something. I'm not a huge that was just a, we'll, a tool for this whole thing. As people well, so. care enough, they will make it happen. We will put it in the show notes, <laughs> whatever it is. So anyway, we love you and we appreciate, appreciate Austin. It. Thanks for coming on, brother. And thanks for having me again, and I appreciate all your support. You're the best. Well, I'm one of them. <laughs> Brittany is actually the best. <laughs> oh. All right. So the interview was done. 
We talked for a few minutes. Now we're recording again because Austin just said something that has to be included in in the in the broadcast. You didn't prepare him for this. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, he That's doesn't okay. need he doesn't need preparing. Okay. Re- repeat what you just said to me off mic, Austin. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so perhaps one of the most significant consequences of, of this this whole um, you know demonstration and, and my efforts here has been that uh, it's it's sparked a larger conversation in Boise. You know, I've, I've been approached so many times over the last you know, like week or so, week two weeks, by people at the grocery store, at coffee shops, you know, anywhere I go, at work, at the bar, where where people, you know, largely white people have approached me and you know stated that you know their their gratitude to, towards what we did and you know express their, their realization that they had never thought about these issues in that way. And so it's, it's, it's kind of getting people to think, you know, what, what side of this, this race line are they on and, and, and where, 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 where do they fit in this conversation? Um, I don't think I said it as eloquently as I did. off. That, no, that, listen, that is, I think that is very meaningful that if you can, if you can shift a, a white person's paradigm that, you know, they might use that phrase, oh, gray, oh, it wasn't really racist. It would be kind of racist. Right. And if you get them to really think about that, that there isn't flavors of racism, there is racism mm-hmm. and anti-racism or, you know, at the very least, not racism. Uh, that, yeah, and- that's a win right there. That's a huge, huge uh, monumental victory for you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been amazing. And so one of my friends has uh, likened this, this whole issue to one specific analogy, and that is speeding. Um, if, if, if the speed limit is 25 and you're going 26, you're still breaking the law and you're, it, it's still, you know, it's still an offense. So there are varying, varying degrees, uh, degrees of severity within, you know, these constructs, but it's still Ill- illegal. Yeah. So it's not, it's not kind of racist it is racist there's no gray area pregnancy right. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> come on right right so 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 getting people to to think about you know these things in in that regard um has, has been beautiful to watch and it's it really has sparked something truly thoughtful within the people who were affected and you know didn't think that they possibly were affected by, by yeah. this issue of gray area racism awesome well, okay. Well, then, perfect. Now, thank you for being on the show, Austin. All right. We love you, man. Love you, too. Appreciate it. So after the mics went off, Austin said more good things. No, he didn't. I was, I was a little alarmed when you did that because when we when we do interviews with people, we are very transparent to use a word that Austin used about when the mics are on when the mics are yeah, off for sure and we do that just because I think we would want to know right yeah well it's like being it's like when you're on someone's has you on speakerphone and right. you don't fucking know it yeah no bueno not a good deal yeah and it's it's not even because you're gonna say something that you shouldn't be saying right it's just because it's a privacy. courtesy come yeah, on it's an yeah. ethical courtesy yeah, so, but he, we did talk for a little while after the mics went off, and he did. He said a lot of good things, but he also said a lot of good things while they were on, Jesse. 
Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Do you think I don't think that? No, I'm just I'm just telling you again. What's happening right as a now? Reminder. But we really appreciate Austin, and he is doing a lot of good work. Just awesome guy, and we're happy that this all worked out in a very positive way. Right? He moved the conversation forward. Yeah, I mean, really, in a big way. Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. So anyway, I, like I said before, I would encourage you to to reach out to Austin, to connect with Austin, to show him some support, whether it be on Instagram with the with all the the underscores, Mocha Thunder, uh, or on Twitter. We'll figure out what his address is and put it in the show notes. But he is a, he is a solid character, as good as they get, and uh, he's he's an individual who is trying to make the world that he lives in a better place. And I think that's something that we should all aspire to be doing. Uh, And moving the conversation forward is certainly uh, one beautiful way of doing that. So we will leave you there. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you for listening as often as you do. Thank those of you who help create this content through your support on Patreon, if you've been on the fence out there about supporting the show on Patreon, and you're in the financial position to do so, that's chiefly uh, uh, the, the 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 metric that I want to get across is that you, we really don't want you to struggle or have to budget it in. If you got an extra five bucks that you're not going to miss at all, think about supporting us on Patreon. You can go to dollamore.com/patreon. And all the rest you can figure out because it's 2020 now and the internet has been around for a long, long time. We'll see you next time, everybody. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It.